This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome in to Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. And with us today, Logan, I do believe he was our first ever guest. Back again. Third, maybe even fourth time. Uh, if you're a Washington football fan, you've known this man for a long time. <laughs> certainly if you're a podcaster, YouTuber, uh, you, you certainly consume his content as well. Uh, I know that, John Kine, because I look at the analytics and uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of back and forth between our audiences. They, we love to send people to you. You love to send them to us. So thank you. you thank you for, uh, for, for the, the folks that you send our way. There you go. Hey, hey listen, it's, there's a wide... What I've always looked at on this beat, Craig, is that there's a lot of voices that are, need to be heard. And or, 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 you know, are good to be heard. Nobody satisfies everybody and people want as much info as they can. And, you know, I know what you guys put into it. So, yeah. And that's, that's why you have Logan on your podcast and I've never been on it. So that's, that's actually not true. I was yeah. on one time, but, uh, you know, Hey, we, it, uh, we're happy to have you here. Uh, no, it's, uh, John, John is someone who we've talked about this before, um, made my time on the beat immensely better, uh, show me the ropes in so many ways and has so much knowledge about this franchise. And, um, Yet, John, with all your experience, never been in a time quite like this uh, with the ownership sure. sale um, in this particular way. You've been through this in once this before. Way, I would say, I, yeah. And, and I would say, like, back when they when it was sold the first time, I did not – my off-seasons were different back then because I was working for the journal newspapers. I'd cover a lot of high school sports in the off-season, high school basketball, high school baseball. So I wasn't as deeply – and needing to be as deeply entrenched as I would have to be now. And so you're going to know some different things now compared to then. Um, and so like, so it is from, it's a little bit different, but it's not the first time for a sale, but it is a different situation for sure. Totally different. And then, you know, we'll get into obviously some of the football stuff with John, the other two main stories uh, that have more uh, breaking news, more developments, I think is probably a better way to put it over the weekend. Uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback, uh, the news on that Sam Howell is apparently on a great track to be QB1 and obviously the offensive coordinator position. So we'll get to those in a little bit. But John, you know, JB Finley, our, our friend and colleague, put out a story over the weekend with a fair amount of detail. I had a great conversation on Friday with Evan Novi, uh, Evan Novi Williams of Sportico, where he gave a lot of detail on kind of the latest on the sale. Um, there is some conflicting stuff out there, though. So as far as your reporting goes, where are we at on like a timeline with things? A lot of people are circling March. How much of that is wishful thinking with the owners meetings? And then what do we know about who's on or off the list of potential buyers for right now? But I would say like what you consistently hear is that more likely sooner than later, but it's, it's, it's hard with these kind of things to always to provide any sort of definitive, like, Oh, by this point, it'll be done. 
And there, you know, it does sound like there's um, a belief or optimism that it would be done that you get to the owners meetings in late March and perhaps a new owner is um, approved at that time. I've learned that you just, you can never, you can never go quite as far as saying it will be, but I think more so right now, I'd say there are certainly people who expect it to be done sooner than later. How's that? <laughs> it's good. It's, 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 it's good. And I, so, you know, uh, you can only go by, you know, again, what people say and the reporting of it. And I do think there's a, there's probably more of a motivation to get it done sooner like that, but I don't know, you know, until it is, until we know for sure, for sure, then it's harder to go beyond that. This is maybe a dumb question, but is there like, um, is there like a group of favorites, like a, like a class of five people that feel like they're kind of leading the race or is it kind of still up in the air? I think there's, there's some that have not been, uh, not every billionaire wants to be out there and, <laughs> and to have their names known. And we've learned this before where some are willing to attach their names to certain things or to be more open or whatever. And, you know, we know that like it was a Josh Harris, you know, who owns the Sixers um, and, and among other teams. And, you know, he's a name on there. And we know that Jeff Bezos did not submit a bid. And we know that, that Todd Bowley did. But, you know, you hear I know JP and his story had him is out or likely out. And it's kind of meshes with some things that I had heard over the last several days. But, you know, we knew Byron Allen was interested, but you also knew that he was interested in other teams in the past and could he pull it off? So there just, there's a lot, I think, still to, to learn. Um, I mean, there are some who probably feel better than others. And, you know, we go, I know like Harris was a finalist for the Broncos uh, mm -hmm. team back in August. And so he's been vetted by the league. And so I think that's, something that, you know, people know him because of that process. So I think that would certainly bode well for some of those guys on the list, but there's, you know, so. Yeah. So the, not every billionaire wants their name out there was essentially what Evan said about Bezos and kind of still looms because just because of his sheer wealth. And I know there's other complicating factors that we'll get into on some level here, but his sheer wealth goes over this. And this was the same thing that happened with the Broncos was the Walton family didn't want their name in there till the last second because right. they knew then it would just drive up the price that ultimately right. they would win the bidding war, but then they're kind of bidding against themselves. And that is when you're that wealthy, even amongst people that are preposterously wealthy, um, that you don't, you don't necessarily want your name in there. So how much of, in your opinion and reporting, is that what Bezos is going through versus <clears throat> him maybe not actually wanting to get involved in this? I think a little bit is some of that, Craig. Um, and I think, I think, you know, you know that if you get involved, does the price automatically go higher because you're involved? And, you know, maybe you want to see, because here's the other thing, like what has been reported and what we heard is that the price is right now a little over 6 billion, with, mm. according to the early bids. So if you're Bezos, if you really want it, you could go like, okay, you didn't submit the bid, but like, all right, here's 8 billion. What are you going to do? You're going to say no right. because like, well, you missed the deadline. Well, it's too big. Right. So, right. you know, so I think there's still a way you could do that. I just don't know if the Snyders would want to sell to him. And if that's the case, it may not matter what he offers. 
and then you turn to other people. So, and it, and it also can be a way for people to, it's almost like a coach sometimes pulling out of a coaching search before they are officially eliminated. It allows you to maybe save a little bit. And I don't know if this is the case or not here, but like it allows you to save some face. Like you weren't turned down. You just didn't submit a bid, you know? And, and you know what I mean? Like, and, you, know, you know how like some coach like, well, I'm, I'm no longer interested in the OC job at Team X. Well, the reality is Team X is going to hire somebody else. So they allowed right. you to pull out beforehand so you could save some face that you weren't rejected. You just pulled out. So I, I don't, and I'm not saying that again, that that's the case here with Bezos. I don't know. I think a lot of it is more about, where the price goes if you get involved um, and, and, you know, and maybe also knowing that would, would, would Dan sell with the Snyders sell Tim? And I don't know that. I don't know that they would. Um, I, I don't know how much you can say about that. Is, is there any particular reason why? I mean, I, I know nothing about Jeff Bezos and his relationship to the team. So the fact that his name keeps coming up is always like, did someone just pull this name out of a hat? Has he expressed no, interest? I think there's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's always, it sounds like he is someone who has had interest in owning a team for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is a natural, and plus you know how much money he has and you know how hard it is to, to find people who have that kind of money. I mean, right. you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a little bit different than, than what, would I have lying around the house? So that, that is, so that at like, least on a Tuesday. Mat- yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I, I should, I probably should check the mattresses more often to see what kind of change I spend. Yeah. There. But, um, but you know that I think, so I think there's, there's some of that, but I do think that there's been interest in by him in owning a team. It's just, would it, would it be here? Is there, what is their relationship like? Um, there's mm. certain things like, you know, you, you hear things, but it's like, unless you know things for concrete, sure, then it's really hard to report them or to discuss them. But mm. it's just like, I think suffice to say, would they sell to him? And, mm. you know, obviously he owns the Washington Post, but, you know, we know all that. But I think, it, is there more of that, you know? Um, so I think that's where you wonder about that aspect of it. So, but we also know, like I said, we know that Josh Harris is interested because he's bid on other teams and, mm. and, and this was a natural one. If you want to bid on it, do you want to own a team and you, you have ties here, then this is a natural, you know, fit or a natural mm. fit or a desire, I should say to, to own one here. So, you know, but I think with Bezos, I think it's, there's a combination of things as far as why his name would be attached or why it would be, he'd be rumored and, and, and all that. And so sure. there you go. Yeah, he's got the DC ties through the post. I think he owns a house here now, and obviously Amazon just built the huge right. HQ uh, right. in the area. Um, Bowley has, has DC ties. Yeah, also and, so and much money. A, and owning, listen, yeah. owning a football team is a good investment. I mean, they the, the look at has where been. the price tags go on these friends. They don't go down, you know. And there's always ways that the NFL creates a revenue stream, and this franchise. The hard part with this franchise right now is the cost of the stadium. And, mm. you know, where are you going to build it? And what what is the cost if you build a retractable roof stadium, which is, you know, or is it just a dome? Is it retractable? So then, you know, that's that's you're talking about a few billion there. But if you buy it, then you're also getting a lot of land with it, too, whether it's Ashburn, FedEx. Um, and then do maybe the right, maybe the rights to the property in Woodbridge, if they wanted to sell that. And I don't know like what all it would entail, but 
So there's a lot there that could also increase the value of it for you once you get that stadium built. And, you know, this you could view this as is it almost like a sleeping giant of a franchise, right? Because mm-hmm. there is it's gone down and yet the value still is high. So how high can it go if the right person comes in? Um, but, you know, again, the, the, the value of these teams go up. Yeah, I went super deep on the value part of this with Eben, uh, which I would encourage anyone who's more interested in that to check out the That's a Podcast episode uh, in the Hoffman Show podcast feed or on YouTube uh, for more on why these team values have exploded so much. But very specifically, John, like you were saying to the commanders, the land is so valuable. Um, that that land in Ashburn, considering yeah. all the the new business and industry that is coming out there, is yeah, the, all the tech stuff is is wildly expensive land. And then the other thing that's super interesting, and JP touched a little bit on this in his story as well. And this is something that also, frankly, makes Bezos um, not uniquely um, interesting, but very. It's another qualification he has is he's so well connected in Congress through all the lobbying that Amazon has obviously done through the years that the RFK site becomes an interesting part of this discussion as well. And JP said there's a chance that they could sell that land in Ashburn to some tech uh, magnate and have just get a bunch of money for it, relocate the facility to Landover. And then could, could whoever the owner is, obviously other billionaires have certainly done lobbying at some point in their lives or have connections in Congress. Um, That kind of comes with the territory could you then loosen up the RFK site for a new stadium? Had you heard that as well, that like all of a sudden oh, definitely, definitely, Washington definitely. Washington that, can relocate that. to Landover? Well, the land, relocating is still would be, you know, per, they have the land there. So, right. yes. I mean, that, and I- Well, moving that headquarters. Be, that would be a, right. That would be a possibility. What, what you hear is that the minute that Dan is out, that RFK becomes a more viable option. So, and, but- you could not build the little quote unquote city that they want to build at RFK. Like, you know, that's why the Woodbridge site was appealing for them because all that you could build there and you can't do that at RFK. You can't build your little, you know, the, all the shops and all the restaurants and the hotels around that, like you'd want to. So you'd have to have it somewhere else. So think along the lines of like Dallas and and Frisco with, with their practice headquarters and then where the stadium would be somewhere else. So, you know, I don't. I don't know that it precludes Loudon from getting involved more. I would think they'd want to work hard to keep them with a practice facility, et cetera. So, um, but again, you already have the land over there, and you could also sell that land too. So, having land in this area is a pretty good investment. So, you know, I think that would help. You know, I don't know what that does to the sale, but it certainly it could be why the value goes a little bit higher than, and um, certainly higher than what Denver got. Right. And something that we've talked a lot about on this show is kind of like the ownership as perceived by a player. John, like in your perspective and your experience, like what does, I mean, obviously we're talking about, you know, maybe, you know, the stadium getting done, um, sites getting open because of ownership, but are there other things that impact this team that maybe like I'm not aware of as a former player that, that the ownership would bring potentially to the team or, um, or what? Um, I think then it really is about what changes do you make on the staff? Because that's, I mean, I would think if you're a player, the number one thing you worry about is your job security. So if right. you, if this guy comes in and brings in a different staff at some point, how does it impact you? You know, um, Jeremy Reeves is beloved by this staff. Now you, I'm using him as maybe a poor example after the season he had, but 
guys who are kind of like always on, you know, kind of working their way up and trying to get there. What does a new coach think of you? A guy like Reeves after his season should be fine, but you never know. And so right. you know, what if the guy, new guy comes in and it's like, you know, I don't want to have a coach that has an offense that does this. And then you now, suddenly you're getting rid of pieces and parts because you don't have what this guy wants, or, or maybe he brings in a new coach who wants that, or, you know, you, you rely more on analytics and, mm. you know, how does that affect everything? Right. So I think there's a lot of trickle down effects that come with a new owner. Now, some guys like, you know, you would think are going to be secure because, Hey, you're just, you're an all pro, whether it's, you know, Durant, uh, John Allen, if they resign pain or like Terry McLaurin, but a lot of other guys are going to wonder about, well, how does it affect my status? So I think that's where I think you'd wonder what, where does he go with things? But I really don't think for a player that you'd have to worry about that for, for at least a year, because if the season goes well this year, then you don't worry about it because it's the business would continue. But if it, if it doesn't go as well as you need, then what? All right. Last thing on the ownership front. Um, and this has been obviously the most pressing question uh, for fans along those lines is like, how does that affect everything this off season? Uh, there was talk about whether or not, Oh my God, is he going to have to ask Dan to fire Scott Turner? Obviously uh, if they did have that conversation, it was pretty quick in their very quick phone call on Monday. Uh, and, and that got done, but that was an assistant coach Duran Payne, um, You know, some of the other guys Reeves, by the way, a free agent. Um, how does, how does this pending sale and the timeline of it affect their football operation from your understanding and, you know, how much also might you better be able to answer this in a couple of days? Because Rivera was supposed to meet with ownership. What was it yesterday? Right. As we record this on a Tuesday uh, and that got pushed back reportedly till later in the week. Right, right, right. So until we until we know more about what their budget is, it's really hard to say all the impact. But I, it does sound like everything is going. Um, I think the plan is to at least certain do try to sign a Duran Payne. Um, and, you know, so I don't know how much business will change. They, again, this group has been through before in Carolina, and I don't know that they took a much different approach that offseason than previous ones, despite the similar uncertainty. So I don't know, but we don't know until a budget is set and they know more, but you do have to, in the NFL, you obviously have to spend a certain amount because of cap, you know, you're supposed, you have to get to a certain amount, but then it's really about what kind of bonuses are you willing to give to a player or whatever, and how much are you willing to invest in this? Um, so I think there's still more to be learned there, but they're right now, it seems like they're operating as if they'll be okay to do things that they want to do and need to do.